Abstract. I'm Cranjil, and I'm joined by Eric. What's up, man? Ah, uh, not much. How's it going? It's going pretty well. So today I'm going to be telling you a story of how you saw, with your own eyes, a glimpse of the beginning of the universe, and you didn't even know it. I didn't know it, so you're right already. Yep, you didn't know it, but you know, we're going to figure that out. Actually, you in particular probably didn't know it uh, more than anyone. I, I don't, I, I'll, I'll tell you about this later. <laughs> okay, oh, sounds good. So with, with that, let's, let's begin with the ideas that people had at the beginning of the universe. And I'll start, start with the mid-20th century. Okay. So back then, there, were, uh, there wasn't a real consensus as to how things started. People just found out that there's something beyond our universe. Or sorry, uh, beyond our, the Milky Way. So they couldn't be expect to know, expected to know something like that. There was a common idea that the universe has always been around and it didn't really start at any place. It just existed and will continue to, continue to exist as long as, well, forever, long after we're gone. Makes sense. There was another camp, uh, however, that thought that, well, maybe it started at some point, like some really long time ago, like billions of years ago, it just started. But how could it really have started? It's not like there was an ignition... Um, or something to ignite a universe. Not like there was some kind of big bang or anything. Yeah, I, you know what? <laughs> you'd, you'd be right. So, well, uh, this starting point needs to have everything in the universe in it. And there couldn't be anything around it because the universe started at this point. So nothing could have existed outside. So everything in the universe needs to be in this one point. In an infinitesimally small point. Because it needs to start out of nothing. It can't start with some space in there because space wouldn't have been invented. Right, um, right. So all the molecules, all the atoms, all the quarks, like touching each other in one super tiny little dot? Uh, usually in physics, we try to think of things in terms of energy rather than matter a lot of the times. So at this point, I'll say that there's enough energy inside this infinitesimally small point to make our entire universe. Electric dot, okay. So what this might imply is that there was a beginning point, and it must have been very violent. So it's given the term, as you talked about, is the Big Bang. This is the, one of the theories that stuck around and was widely accepted, but at the time it didn't get much, much traction, and I'll tell you why. One curious thing about the inception of this theory was it the guy who proposed it. His name, okay, so his name is French, so I'm almost certainly going to bu butcher it. It's Georges Lemaitre. Better than I could have said it. So uh, while he was also a mathematician and an astronomer, he was also a devout Catholic priest. That's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's not really something that you would expect to see from someone uh, in, in, in a lecture hall talking about the science of how the universe was created. Right. So around the time that this was being proposed, the opponents to this theory, the, the people who thought that the universe always existed and will always exist and never change, uh, said that this implied beginning is a bit of a mixing between science and religion where, where it has no place. Really? Yeah. It it was made even worse that the guy who came up with it was a Roman Catholic priest. So a lot of the uh, a lot of the scientists were just like, nah, religion and stuff, let's just not do that. It's not real. <laughs> but it still floated around. And of course, uh, the only real way to get people to believe your theory is to get some solid evidence. So people came up with the idea that, all right, there has to be... So one piece of evidence is the flash at uh, close to the start of the universe itself. 
the the idea being that the universe started from a extremely tiny point and expanded to a crazy huge size that it is today and really quickly too there's a lot more than that but it's it's really complicated so i'll try to keep it keep it as simple as possible also i don't entirely understand it i'm not an expert in this specific thing our our timeline is the big bang happened and the universe didn't occupy much space but it had a lot of stuff in it the entire universe if you want to get specific <laughs> so there's a lot of energy uh in this packed space it would be incredibly hot at this stage that makes a lot of sense atoms at this point wouldn't have been able to coalesce into the atoms we know today they would just be protons and electrons just flying around is that just because of how dense it is that they, they aren't able to to form like the, the shape we understand them as yeah it, it's incredibly dense it's incredibly hot and because of that it tur it turns into this plasma almost oh okay i gotcha so uh, that would be the entire universe, all just ionized, so they don't form atoms. But around 370,000 years later or so, things started to cool enough that atoms could start being formed. You know, electrons could be captured by protons and neutrons. Mm -hmm. You could get hydrogen and helium around. Okay, mental picturing what's going on. So as things started to cool, wait, electrons are captured into atoms. This process releases some light so if this theory is correct then we should be able to see some of this light in the furthest reaches of uh, of the universe that we can see and it should be a very faint light so that's one piece of evidence for it how would you catch up with the light going away from us oh that's a great question uh think of it this way the the universe is already some size and it's expanding incredibly quickly yes one far away point in the universe it releases a bit of light it's very much possible and likely that uh, the universe is not dense enough that this light traveling around would actually hit something and be absorbed so it could travel from one point in the universe all this time 13 billion years or whatever to us and still be the same bit of light without interacting with anything i'm assuming the wrong starting point of where we are I, that that makes sense Okay. Because that's, that's what happens with starlight already, and the stars we're looking at could have exploded God knows how long ago. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's the same thing. It's kind of the same thing, but just so much longer and so right. much bigger scale. Nope, I get it. I, I had the wrong... I put Earth in the wrong point of expanding in my mental picture there. Well, good we're on, good we're on the right track. So this search for this very faint light brings us to the 1960s in New Jersey. There were two astronomers, Arno Penzias and Robert Wilson, who were working on something completely different. So there was these satellites in orbit called echo balloon satellites. Uh, they were looking at how radio signals reflected off of uh, orbiting objects. Mm -hmm. So if you want to say, if you sent a signal from New York, the wave could bounce off a satellite in orbit, and then you could see it in San Francisco, or at least that's the idea. And this was obviously done by the military. So so to de detect some of these signals, you need listening stations, and one of them was in New Jersey. It looked uh, kind of like a horn. Uh, let me show you a picture. Sure. So it looks kind of like that. What? Yep. It looks like someone took apart a building and put the roof on sideways. <laughs> okay, yeah, kind of. 
on the left, there's that little box that's a listening station that these guys were in. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the on the right, there's like a horn that collects um, the radio signals from a very large area and then condenses it down to some 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 place that you can measure it. And now we just have antennas. Well, okay, so um, this is very sensitive, uh, is the thing. Oh. I, I don't think you can get a regular antenna to be this sensitive. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, so even though this was from a long time uh, from a long time ago, people, you know, were at least competent. So there was this listening station, and it looked towards the sky to collect all these radio waves from these echo satellites. These two people were just doing their jobs, collecting some data, and one important thing for them is removing noise. Since these are pretty sensitive systems, uh, if someone used a microwave like a few miles away, it would ruin their signal. So they had to build it in some place that reduced noise as much as they possibly could. And once it's built, they just get rid of the noise after the fact. But there was this one bit of noise that they just could not get rid of. They tried everything they could, but uh, like observing at different times of day, maybe someone used their cell phone and messed up with their messed up their signal. From that picture, there were actually a lot of birds who really liked nesting in that horn. So you'd see, you'd see like a bunch of nests that are forming there and a bunch of droppings that they had to clean out so often. They should have put fa- fake owl little statues up to scare them away. <laughs> fake owls? Yeah, like get a scarecrow in there. Yeah, why not? They, they wouldn't dare come by. But either way, these two guys, they, they did the best they could. They tried to remove as much noise, make it as clean as possible. But there was still this crazy amount of noise way bigger than they ever expected to find and it's just everywhere no matter what they look at but at the same time other people were starting their search for this exact same signal but having the context of hey we're looking for the big bang part instead of hey we want to look at echo satellites and it ended up being that penzias he had a friend who saw a preprint saying that there's this ever-present noise and uh, that's from the big bang and it lined up exactly with what with what they were looking for oh they just kind of accidentally found it yeah they kind of accidentally found it it's just like they, they had a really good friend who just uh, happened to be in the know of this this thing and that's when the the two of them realized oh my god we're seeing a snapshot of the early universe and we just thought it was some random annoying noise can it's you really- imagine like ha- having that realization like being the person to realize that you're witnessing that yeah, it's crazy. And you thought you just like messed something up the entire time? Oh, I thought I ruined everything, but no, I made an, an international discovery. That is the best Uno reverse card like possible. <laughs> yeah. It's really lucky that they found the preprint or the discovery might have been set back several years. Just think. All the discoveries that never happened because people couldn't google their problems away. Oh, it's almost like the rate of communication is really important. Who to thunk? They ended up winning the Nobel Prize for their discovery, and it was a pivotal piece of evidence to support the idea of the Big Bang. I hope they bought that friend of theirs a beer or something. (laughs) That man deserves a case. But how is it that you personally have seen this snapshot of this cosmic microwave background radiation, as it's called? Can I take a guess? Sure. I think I might have heard this before, and is it analog TV static? That's it. That's exactly it. So if you were old enough to see snow on CRT TVs, then you've definitely seen uh, this cosmic microwave background. The snow comes from just noise that is picked up by the antenna in TVs, 
Admittedly, most of it comes from the atmosphere, but some of it is due to the cosmic microwave background. So I mentioned to you previously that you in particular might have experienced this more. Uh, you worked with communication while you were in the military. Yes. You might have had to cancel out the cosmic microwave background without even knowing it. One of the excuses that we used when things weren't working was um, the, uh, there's something wrong with the... Um, ionosphere. The ions in the, yeah, you said it. So uh, whenever you see like an old TV and see a bunch of noise, just think it took all that time for that light to go from the start of, or close to the start of the universe to us. And all it does is annoy you. <laughs> did you did you like make this whole episode just to to come to that that joke i if, didn't write that down that was perfect <laughs> so what'd you think of this one that was fun yeah it's a nice thing the fact that they figured out like one of the earliest things to ever happen by accident and think it was a mistake is just hilarious to me yeah so lucky so, uh, if you like this episode, please consider subscribing and leave a review. Tell us what you think about it, and tell a friend about it if, for some more supplementary material. You can follow us on Twitter, at MoreAbstract. Uh, I, mo I monitor that, so you can leave a comment on to tell me what you think about the podcast, or even give some ideas for uh, similar topics that you may want uh, me to talk about in the future. Uh, you can find more episodes wherever you get podcasts. <laughs>